0: and good morning this is ret palmer how are you we have tiffany justice on the line good morning tiffany how are you you have your microphone muted right now by the way yeah there good you go
1: good morning Rhett. how are you
0: good how are you tiffany i'm justice? great
1: i'm great doing well here in vera beach florida
0: well, I haven't seen you lately. You've been so busy. I'm up in Vermont. Where are you geographically this morning?
1: I'm in um, I'm, I'm home in Vera Beach, Florida, uh, where I was raised and served on school board, and I'm raising my four kids, but I do travel quite a bit now with Moms for Liberty.
0: Yeah, now the last time I saw you, I'm up here in Vermont. During the summer, and uh, I walked into a store, and there on the front page of uh, USA Today, there's Tiffany Justice or something. Your father would be, of uh, course. I knew your dad, a very intelligent man, uh, very successful, and he would be so proud of I what agree. you're doing.
1: Thank you, I appreciate that, Red. I agree. I think he very much would be. The time is now to uh, reclaim America. We are we are losing it a little bit more every
0: day. Yeah, we are. Now, what would um, a Moms for Liberty is a very very important. Thing that you're doing. How? What was the genesis? What is the genesis of, of Moms for Liberty, and how did it get started?
1: Sure. So um, I served in, in, on school board. I was elected in 2016 to serve on the Indian River County School Board in Florida, and. Um, that was an interesting experience. You know, Indian River County, I had never been involved in politics before. You know, my parents weren't particularly political. Um, my dad would, you know, donate to different causes, but he, he wasn't. They weren't. We weren't literally a really political family. But um, mm. I ran for office because I felt like I could make a difference. There was a, a school that my children attended that was in a state of real disrepair. And I worked to get that school renovated. That was a school called Beachland Elementary School. And I worked with some other moms to uh, get the district to renovate that school. And it wasn't easy. It took a lot of time getting to know the school district budget and uh, helping them to see why they needed to renovate that school and then making sure it happened. And then uh, I ran for school board and I won. And then I said, well... Let's see what parents can do on a school board to try to you know make sure that the kids are getting what they need in school. And, and I faced a lot of opposition in our, our little uh, what people would normally think conservative town. We had a liberal rag of a, a I call it the mullet wrap that liked to beat up on me every week. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And uh, that was free in everyone's mailbox, and there were lots of nasty things said. and I said, "Wow, this world of politics is really nasty. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, it's changed a lot. You know, when you think about the spirit of 1776 and the people that chose to serve and and, and to represent our country and to bring our country together in our founding documents, and you think about the reasoning for why they did what they did, we've really gotten so far away from that. And uh, an elected life has become a career now. We have a president who has been in elected office for 40 years, really never held another job. And um, the time is now for everyday Americans who have jobs and businesses and care about our country, love America, have children, care about the future of America, to stand up and to serve an elected office and to take our country back and to make sure the policies that are being enacted at every level of government are representative of what the people want. And, and I think, you know, we can all say we look at Washington, D.C. and we kind of scratch our heads. Right. What is happening in D.C. that these policies are being passed and these acts are being passed. And yet, you know, the American people are saying this isn't what we want. You know, Joe Manchin goes to D.C. and votes on things. That's not what the people of West Virginia want that they elected him to do. And so what you're seeing is a real divide between. um You know, people looking and saying, I don't know if this party really represents me. And I think that goes for Democrats and Republicans um, a lot of the time. I think we have a lot of people that are coming to the middle on issues and saying, you know, we have a lot more in common as Americans than we do differently in a political party. And it's time Mm -hmm. that we come together. And so Moms for Liberty was created by myself and Tina Deskovich. Uh, She's the co-founder. She served as a school board member as well. And we created Moms for Liberty because we knew that there were people that wanted to come together as parents, um, and, and to to have their voices heard, and we needed to be large enough and loud enough to get a seat at the table, and that's what we do every day, Rhett. We just work to get a seat at every single table um, in in America, and to make sure that kids are being put first.
0: Now, what's was there a specific uh, something in, that put you over the top to actually take the steps forward to create this nonprofit? That's uh, obviously now you're in how many states? Forty one. Forty one states. Congratulations! Over how okay. ma- uh, close to a hundred thousand members, thus. Yes, sir. Oh, they, over
1: 100,000 active members now. We have 200, and I think at the last count was around 236, 37 chapters. Okay, well, it's um, going to grow.
0: You know it's going to grow exponentially. I, I, as as the mayor there is, I'll predict you will be over a million within six months at least.
1: I hope so. I, I think yeah. it's great that the truth of the matter is is that you know you only need a small group of people that are passionate about your community to make a difference. Um, yeah. You know, the more people you can get, the better. But it really starts with just you know a few people that are passionate and that want to to try to bring awareness. Um, but yeah, was there a moment? Um, I think the moment for me really during COVID was when I was on school board. And I was listening to the school board members that I was serving with, all four of them at the time, uh, the other four um, who uh, a couple of them who were, you know, self-declared Republicans or conservatives who were stripping parents of parental rights. And I watched as the superintendent of our district tried to create a medical committee um, to make decisions about what was going to happen for children in schools across uh, Indian River County. And he said, well, we're going to pick some doctors. And I said, you know, Mr. Superintendent. You don't get to pick my child's doctor. That's my choice. I direct the care uh, of my child's education, just like every other parent directs the the, the care the medical care of their child. So if you want to create a medical committee, you're going to have to invite every single parent to have their doctor come in and review their educational surroundings and give their input. And then you're going to have to consider and weigh that input of all of the experts that the parents choose. You don't get to pick experts for us. And that was really the turning point. It was the fact that I saw that parental rights were really being under attack and that they had a myriad of justifications as to why that was okay. They felt they had a compelling interest. Everyone from school board members to the superintendent, to the Department of Health, to your county commission, to your state government, that they had a compelling interest that said that it was more important for them to lead and direct than it was for you to have your civil rights and liberties protected. So the
0: government has no privilege to subject the God-given authority of the parent over the child. I, I, and I, I think in the arrogance of thinking they know what's best, we've seen this in other regimes in the world that have become dictatorial, and it's, it's very pernicious and very dangerous when people think, well, I'm good, I know what's best. No, you don't. And it goes against the Constitution of the United States of America.
1: Right. And, you know, one of a perfect example of that and something that I, I think sometimes with the Ketanji Brown Jackson Supreme Court thing wasn't really noticed was when she said that she couldn't answer what is a woman, when she was asked by Marsha Blackburn, what is a woman? The reason that she said that in that way, and this is the way the Marxists think and, and make no mistake, there are Marxists in action in our country. Um, we are on a path to communism that we must stop. Um, America is a young country. Uh, we have not been around that long and our our our, rep- our constitutional republic is fragile. And we must protect it. But when Kentaji brand Jackson was asked that question and said she couldn't answer it, what she really meant was, I need an expert to answer that for me. Because she everything is a social construct and everything is changing. And no, it's not. A, a woman is an adult human female. There are certain truths that we all hold to be Um, truths in our our society. (laughs) And this idea that everything is a social construct is nonsense. And so, you know, right now or over the past few years, especially since George Floyd was killed and, and, you know, he was killed and that was a horrible thing that happened. And there has to be reforms to be put in place in all different institutions to make sure that there aren't abuses of power and that people are not hurt. I mean, we see this from everywhere, right? We love the police, but we see even with the FBI and the DOJ, some of the steps they've taken seem egregious in many ways. But we have to recognize the fact that we, we, the people have to hold people accountable and we have to be a part of of, of moving this country forward. And, and there are certain truths that we all need to rally around and you can't be scared that you're going to be called a name or that you're going to get something written about you bad in the paper, which mm-hmm. happened to me many times, but I'm still standing. Um, yeah. Right. And so uh, you can't be scared now. You can't be scared you're going to be called a racist or a bigot or white supremacist or a nationalist or something because you say, hey, you know what? I don't really want my kids to have access to pornography in school. That's 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 a good thing to say. There are things yeah, this, happening this in public bigot, schools this bigot, this bigot people need to
0: ridiculous. know. This bigot yes. thing is ridiculous. They're doing mm-hmm. that to everybody. Look, I, I was in the Martin Luther King parade for over 20 years. I went to Africa, to Zimbabwe with Martin Luther King's widow. I mean, and then all of a sudden, after all these years, I mean, I, I read Booker T. Washington before I read my Bible. I read the first book I ever read in my life, the autobiography of George Washington Carver. To call me a bigot, I was like, what is going on? And there was this faction up there in, in, in Ohio of a group of lesbian women that was coming and call, calling Vero's Voice magazine saying I should no longer be the mayor of the Airways. You know, my mom, Tiffany, my late mom, and she knew your dad. They saw the same doctor. Uh, she, she said when I got into this business uh, 29 years ago, he, she said, you better have thick skin. Yep. She was wiser than me. I had no idea what was coming. And if you stick yourself to the glorious said so they only pick on the trees that bear fruit. Uh, so I just feel for you. You know,
1: the thing what? is, Red, we're making space though. Here's the thing. When people stand up and you say, this isn't okay. You know, there's been a big push by the LGBTQ movement uh, to really get a lot of information into schools and to push a lot of things in schools. In Florida schools, there are things happening like children are being put into social gender transition programs where schools are keeping a secret from parents and allowing a student to use a, a different name, a different pronoun, bathroom uh, with, with the opposite sex to when they go on field trips to choose to sleep in the room with the opposite sex. These are not things that the that Americans on the whole want and it's not something that the LGBTQ movement wants or the or the lesbian and gay movement want and you see more and more gay people standing up we have gay members we have members who have gay children we have black members we have jewish members we have catholic members mormon members we have republicans democrats We are the establishment and the progressive far left's worst nightmare because we are drawing people together on principle, the principle of freedom and liberty. And and, and liberty is the freedom to do what you ought to do. And Moms for Liberty means that moms ought to protect children. And children, unfortunately, during COVID, it seemed like they shouldered the burden of, of so much adult selfishness and fear when read in our country have we ever relied and looked to children to protect adults when have we ever done that
0: you know uh, i hope that you're this is my thoughts so suddenly i see you on uh, national tv i see you then on the cover of usa today and i'm thinking wow I mean, I knew T- Tiffany when she was just a mom with four kids. Still just <laughs> a mom with
1: four kids, though.
0: <laughs> running for school board, which I think is the, you know, I'm, I'm a mom kind of guy. I, I love moms, and I think women are the greatest gift in the world. But what I am feeling, and I was well, wow, I mean, I realize from having been doing this for 28 years, that you you already are probably noticed. I hope you're boning up. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of different people who I know that are famous. I'm thinking, I really think you need to consult with people because, first of all, you're extremely intelligent. You know how to handle situations. You're very good looking. You're the right age. You have four children, married. You're on the school board. And now at a time like this, uh, unprecedented time, you realize you're going to be, I mean, this is going to be huge. This is. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Moms for Liberty is going to be huge when you've got people that are, you know, how do you define what's pornographic or not? I don't know. But when you've got books that uh, are, are promoting an agenda of uh, whether it's homosexuality or bestiality. Somebody just told me yesterday, right up here in Vermont, that they're, they're allowing children to come in with a litter box because they think that they're a furry something. Here's brother. The, yeah,
1: here's the thing, Red. It, it's not about the sexual orientation. It's 2022. I don't care if my kids are gay or straight. I just want them to be happy. I want them to live happy lives and be kind people, give back in their communities, right? And and, and find love and success and happiness. The books were never about sexual orientation. It was about the fact that there was graphic sexual pictures, graphic. I mean, we're talking about some of these books that had incest and rape that, that are in an in elementary school library, and, and it, it, they're defending the indefensible. And, and so what you've seen in Florida, you've seen Ron DeSantis lead, even when it was risky to make decisions, right? Even when some of the decisions, he didn't know how they were going to play out. He leaned into and had faith in uh, the American people and our founding principles. And, and now, you know, I talk to people all over the country that wish that Ron DeSantis was their governor. And, and these are people that have been lifelong Democrats, honestly, uh, people that voted for Newsom that are twice Obama voters. So, you know, this nation is changing. And it's time for us to create the space for people to change their minds. One of the things we very much try to do at Moms for Liberty is listen to what people are concerned about and and help them to try to see things from a different perspective, right? And a lot of times what we're seeing in national polling, Red, is that the the laws that have been passed in in Florida uh, regarding um, the education of children, not having gender identity instruction, not having sexual orientation instruction in school, that's polling in the high 60s for Democrats and Republicans across the country so it's just really it's a neat time to be in america it's a scary time i'm not going to lie to you but it's a it's a really neat time because i think we're having kind of a second revolution uh, of the american people realizing this government does not work well without us and we all need to get involved
0: now is there a mission statement uh a succinct uh, concise mission statement from moms for liberty
1: Yes, sir. It's to unify, educate, and empower parents to defend their parental rights at all levels of government. And and we're launching something really neat. If you want me to come back on, or maybe Jennifer Pippen from Indian River County can tell you about it. We're launching uh, on Monday, a parent pledge for candidates and elected officials that states that they will work to enact and support policies that recognize that parental rights are fundamental. And, And what that means, and you said it before beautifully, and I'll just reiterate it, these are natural rights. If you believe in God, God-given rights, but natural rights as a parent that you have, that the government doesn't give you, and they can't take that away, and, and that's important. And so, if we don't have fundamental parental rights recognized in this country, if the state thinks that they have a compelling interest, as I said, to make decisions that are that go in above and beyond what the parents making the decisions for their child, we don't have a lot else you know, nothing else really matters. ESG doesn't matter. CRT doesn't. None of that matters if parents don't have the right to direct the upbringing of their children. Now, CRT, big, big issue, bad, bad news to be teaching kids in school. That is how you keep racism alive. CRT is an excuse for educational failure, right? There are educators that have said, well, this system is racist. It's a systemically racist system. And so we must create different avenues for children to break out of this systemic racism. Well, if the education system is systemically racist today, it's the teachers unions who own that. They have created that. They are keeping racism alive in schools because adults keep racism alive. Children do not. Children instinctively and intuitively judge each other based on their character, not the color of their skin.
0: That's absolutely true. I have a friend of mine. Uh, they're they're a, a Jewish couple live over in Naples, and they have a little girl, and something was said about, well, why couldn't you play with such and such when you were a child? And the mother said, well, we, we weren't allowed because they had a different color skin. And the little girl goes... How stupid is that? Right. (laughs) I mean, out of the mouths of babes.
1: Yeah, kids intuitively. But what's happening in these schools, right, is they're cashing in on the inherent empathy of children. And what they're doing is they're leaving them in the 60s. They're, they're telling them about things that have happened in our past, but they're not talking about the fact that we've come so far from that. I was I was raised, I, was, I graduated high school in 1997. And I talked to people of my generation. And so many of my friends and people that I know are in uh, biracial, they're in multiracial relationships, right? They have a husband or a wife that doesn't share the same color skin as them. They have children who are biracial. And I, I feel sometimes and they feel sometimes like they were kind of lied to that we had gotten to a place in this country where it was live how you want, marry who you want. Right. And we had, and, and it was such a great time to, to be able to date and to be able to be an American. And now all of a sudden we've got kids in school who are like, I don't want anybody to know that my dad is white. I don't want anybody to know that my mom is white. That's happening in America's schools. Parents are hearing that toxic type of of thinking that their children are being forced to think about because they're thinking about white people being bad to black people and that has happened. Racism has existed in America and we need to be honest about the history and and the things that have happened in this country so that we can learn from them and make sure they never happen again. But it's important for our children to understand that that is not the reality that we live in today and, and when it does happen today, we need to understand that that needs to stop and that we can do better together as a country
0: that's right there there, look there are black people that don't like white people white people that don't like black people there's black people like white people there's white people like black people it is a matter it it is it is there are haters and lovers and that's the difference are you a hater or lover and if you love people, you don't behave in that way. And we can't let the tail wag the dog. We can't let a few people who want to have authority over everybody else because they think they're, they're self-righteous, thinking they're high and mighty. Uh, yeah, it's just wrong. Uh, so so, uh, so what, what happens next year? I mean, you, uh, what's going on? You must be flooded with, uh, with requests to go on a lot of media. It, you're, a, you're, a, you're a target now. And like I said, you're young and attractive, highly educated. And uh, are you reading, are you boning up? I mean, I mean, I look at you and go, well, um, you know, you know, a political career could come out of this. Do you want that <laughs> you were just a mom a few years ago? I mean, not just a mom. You know what I'm saying. You were a neighbor and you lived in our little small town. And now you're being uh, this, this uh, what a coin. Now, who exactly started Moms for? Because there's two of you that are founding members, right?
1: Yeah. So Tina Deskovich, so me. 2016 to 2020 on school board here in Indian River County. Tina, 2016 to 2020 in Brevard County, one county up from Indian Uh River County. But we did not know each other. We were not friends. During COVID, we saw each other in the news because we were both on the downside of a lot of votes and we were both, Our experiences on school board are very similar, especially during the time of COVID. We were very concerned about the forced masking. We were very concerned about the forced quarantining. And we were very concerned that we had parents coming to speak at our school board meetings. Tina recounts a time she had a mom come and her her son um, was deaf. And, and what would not be given that they would not give him a mask exemption and, and how upset she was. Um, I've spoken to a mom who told me about the fact that her child uh, is deaf and has limited hearing in one eye and wears uh, glasses and had the mask on. So for a moment, think about that. You cannot hear. And now you're wearing a mask. So your face is covered and mm-hmm. you wear glasses. So and you, ha- you can't see out of this eye and you wear glasses. And what happens when you wear a mask and glasses? Fog. And so you've got school districts who are like, oh, sorry, sorry, you need to wear this unregulated apparatus. Uh, that we, that, you know, it could be anything from a t-shirt that somebody fashioned into a mask. There was no continuity. There was no regulation on it. It was just, you know, put this over your face so that other people feel safer. And Tina and I both were like, this is nonsense. This is an aerosolized virus. We knew that very early on. You know, you have Val Zudans in Indian River County who was saying to the school board, open the windows on the bus, increase the ventilation. He was getting laughed at. Like, honestly, this, we had he's real a medical, common a sense... full
0: medical doctor. He's yeah, a full medical doctor.
1: Right. We had real common sense solutions being offered and we were being laughed at for suggesting those types of things. This was an aerosolized virus. The masking does not stop the transmission of COVID in schools, especially because children do not wear masks with fidelity in schools and you cannot create six feet of distancing. So Tina and I watched all of this and these decisions being made um, and then once our terms ended, Tina ran again. She did not win. The teachers union really came out in force against her and had a candidate that uh, took that seat in Brevard. Um, I'm thankful she lost because we started Moms for Liberty. So that was December of 2021. And Tina is um, incredibly intelligent and funny and uh, beautiful. And uh, a mom, she, has, she and her husband together have five kids. Um, and we're just you know, we are just very passionate. We Every day, Rhett, we meet women. These women across this country are, are amazing. And you um, never doubt what a, 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 a devoted, passionate group of, of women can can accomplish. Don't you know, mess
0: with moms. Who, you're darn right. And who is that? Uh, I want to get onto DeSantis before we say goodbye today. But also, who is that intellectual idiot? Who uh, is on the school board now? Who actually said moms for liberty are just a bunch of women that have too much time on their hands? I remember somebody said that when they were running against you. The guy said, "Oh, I have a real job." Remember? Remember that guy? I do. I do. Mean, I don't want to I talk. you know he was a sweetheart. I mean, he he said something wrong. He's he was now twenty-three.
1: Off the- what twenty-three year old understands? Listen, the, the lessons that I've learned as a mom are the lessons of raising children and having patience and negotiating and, and getting people to do things they don't want to do, which is what you really do as a mom a lot. But it's what you do also just through navigating it through, you know, life in general. But uh, those guy, lessons have been excellent lessons for me. So but, you know but this,
0: what about this guy on the board here though that said that moms for liberty were just a bunch of women who have too much time on their hands i mean that's the kind of guy i think i don't
1: I, I, what i'd say to him red is i think i'm uh, I'm putting my time to very good use so he, he doesn't <laughs> need to worry about me
0: now how did you get how did you get the governor a great governor i met him before he ran for a while, while when he was first running for office and that's he's turning out to be a great governor uh, how did you manage to get him to speak at your first annual gathering. And on top of that, that got you on the cover of USA Today, you standing right next to Governor DeSantis.
1: Yeah, he wanted to come and speak, actually. And he wanted us to endorse him. And we did endorse him for governor. Um, we love Ron DeSantis. I don't love Ron DeSantis because he's a Republican. I love Ron DeSantis mm. because he's a good guy who stands, who's principled. I actually got to interview his wife, Casey, at our summit. Uh, with she, They brought up their daughter. She brought her daughter up, Madison, who's five. Mm. Um, and she came and sat with us while we interviewed They're just a really great family. And Ron DeSantis trusts the American people to make decisions. And that's what you want in a leader. You don't need a babysitter. You don't need someone making decisions for you. You need someone who's going to empower people to be the best that they can be and to to make their communities uh, what they want them to be. Um, Ron DeSantis is great. And and how do we establish a relationship with him? Our moms in Florida, and that's where we started, with two chapters in Florida. our moms were out there during COVID and when he would make stops in different places. And and to be honest with you, Rhett, he wasn't really championing parental rights at the time as much as we would have liked. We had a parent's bill of rights that was going through the legislative uh, session for the third time and we were hopeful that it would pass. Um, But we got out there and we supported that bill and we had moms at every campaign stop with our t-shirts on and they would say, Hey, uh, you know, Governor DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, can we talk to you about the masking? Can we talk to you about this? And we had a political consultant who said to us, and this is why you don't listen to political consultants sometimes, (laughs) um, we had a political consultant that said to us, you know, oh, this is bad. Your moms are stopping him and asking questions. And I said, you know what? They're being respectful. And they're just trying to have their voices heard. And I say more power to them. And Ron DeSantis responded to that. And so we, um, our legislative committee in Florida, so we have a number of chapters in Florida. Uh, Our legislative committee supported five bills this past session. Um, And we went up to Tallahassee. 200 moms got together in Tallahassee. and, And we were there when some of the floor votes happened for those bills, two of those bills. And all five bills passed and all five bills were signed into law. And so now we're going to do that all over the country. We supported 65 seats across Florida with our our Moms for Liberty Political Committee, our Florida Political Committee, um, and our chapters endorsed uh, and supported in 65 races. And 43 of those won with 14 going on to the general. Uh, We've now started three federal PACs. We've got a super PAC, a federal PAC, and a connected PAC to the 501C4. And we're going to make it happen all over the country we are just getting started That's,
0: and you know uh, now that my show is now has multiple platforms not only do we have the podcast we're streaming and on radio uh, we get we're getting phenomenal response and so what I'm saying is I know there's some women out there who are viewing you today on Facebook or wherever and they're listening and they want to join up how does uh, a, a, a female, who's a parent that's listening to the show, uh, join Moms for Liberty? And do you take males? As yes. uh,
1: oh. I was just going to say, yeah. So we've got actually a couple chairs, uh, chapter chairs, that are dads. Um, that run their chapter, and 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 that's been great. Um, and you don't have to be a mom; you don't even have to be a parent to be a member. Um, you have to care about our country, and you have to believe that the American people um, have uh, the you know are, are 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 can come together across different divides, and and to put our children first. Um, so you go to MomsForLiberty.org, and there's a big map there. Click on your state where you live, and you'll see what counties we have chapters in. We're set up by county. There are a little over three thousand counties across the United States. We hope to have a chapter in every single one. Um, So um, click on the state, see if your county's there. If your county isn't there, you can click to start a chapter. You just need 10 like-minded people. You'll go through a vetting process to be a chapter chair with an interview and questionnaire and different things, but we'll help to support you. And then we'll help you to launch your chapter. And then you become part of the Moms for Liberty Network all over the country. And these moms, we had a chapter chair call last night uh, where we bring all of the chapter chairs together once a month and have a meeting with them. All of the chapter chairs have meetings in their own communities once a month where they go over the school district budget, the agenda, they talk about the different legislative priorities that their that they're, uh, members have. Um, and, and again, grandparents are welcome. Dads are welcome. Um, please uh, you know, find a chapter, find a way to support a chapter. Everyone has a role to play.
0: Is there, is there anything specifically? Final question for today, Tiffany Justice. Uh, and by the way, in case you just tune in, Tiffany Justice is what's your official title with of Monster Liberty? Founder? Co founder.
1: Co founder. Oh,
0: okay. And so, is there anything specifically coming up on your agenda that you want to talk about before we say goodbye?
1: Yeah, support school board elections. I mean, it, honestly, it's the most important thing you can do right now. Figure out who's running for school board. See if you have a chapter in your area; they're going to have what they call the parents' pick. It's who they've endorsed for school board. Um, ask questions of these candidates that are running. The, the biggest question you want to know is: Do you recognize that parental rights are fundamental when you are serving in elected office? Are you going to trust me to make decisions for my family and my child, or are you going to think you know better than me? And, and that's really the litmus test here for for candidates. So get involved in school board elections. See how you can help them knock on doors donate help help get good people elected of course of course a
0: lot of a lot of parents have abdicated their position of authority and maybe that'll be on the agenda with moms from liberty maybe to train up moms and dads who have abdicated will come back to the position realizing you've got to actively participate in your child's (laughs) life
1: and, and I think more and more parents are realizing that every day. I think COVID really opened up a window for parents to recognize that maybe some of the things that they thought were going well, like their child's education, weren't going quite as well as they thought. And so parents are reengaging and getting involved, and, and we're here to support them in doing that. Thank you for having Thank me you. on today, Rhett.
0: Thank you, Tiffany Justice. God be with you. God bless you.